All right, hey, would you guys just give like a stupid, loud, screaming round of applause? Welcome Nathaniel up here to give the message. Nathaniel Queen, oh, that could be a new nickname, maybe. <laughs> Nathaniel McQueen, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up? Dude, so excited to see you all tonight. Um, it's going to be an incredible night. It already is an incredible night, right? Wasn't that worship time awesome? Um, yeah. Let's give it up for the worship team one more time. For Spencer, for Valencia, for Taylor. Yeah, so awesome. Thanks, for Thanks guys, for leading us into the presence. Um, and let's give it up for our sound team, too, the people in the back. We got, we got Jackson, we got Joey, and we got Brennan. Brennan's first time doing slides tonight. It's awesome. So, yeah, super, super stoked, you guys. So, um, I'm, like I said before, I'm super excited to be speaking to you guys tonight. Also, a special hello to the podcast. I'm waving as if it were live streaming, but we're not live streaming anymore, so I'm waving to the thin air. But, yeah, if you're listening to podcasts, hey, what's up? How we doing? Good to see you. Yeah, good to, hear, good, to, good to hear about your day. I'm like, I'm envisioning them talking with me, you know, but yeah. So um, we are starting a new series tonight, which is awesome, called Input Output. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about um, the things that like we take in, the things that we spend our time focusing on, the things that we like spend our time looking at, the things that we like take in, like directly affect what comes out of us and what, how our, how our life goes, like the output of our life, right? So... That's what the series is all about, um, and like, they they both like they affect us both positively and negatively. So we want to be aware of what we are focusing on. If we're focusing on any negative things, then we can like stop focusing on those as much, so we can start focusing more on positive things, so that more positive things will flow from our life as well. So, um, my message today is going to lay a good groundwork for that, and then over the next few weeks, we'll talk about. Um, more in depth about more things like that. So, if you are taking notes, anyone here got a notebook? Raise your, raise your notebook in your air. Nice. David's got two notebooks. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Molly's got a corgi notebook. Try to beat that, everyone. Dare you? Bet you can't. <laughs> Squishy corgi notebook. Um, yeah. So if you're taking notes, we firmly believe here that note takers are history makers, and world changers, and gravity changers, maybe, something like that. Um, so if you're taking notes, the title of my message is "You Are What You Eat." You are what you eat. Yes, that is the title. So maybe you've heard that before. I'll expand on that later, but that's the name of my message. You are what you eat. Who, who all has seen the movie WALL-E before? Anyone seen the movie WALL-E? Yeah, great movie. In case you don't know what it is or haven't seen it before, WALL-E is a movie um, set in the year 2805, so like 800 years in the future. I don't know which way the future would be in this scenario, but 800 years in the future. And so like, there's no more humans on Earth. There's this one robot. He's like this tall. Um, he basically like... He like recycles, he like picks up all these trash, makes them into these cubes, and he's like the only thing, like the only living thing on this earth. There's no more humans, so it's just him, this like robot who cleans up, cleans up the world, and there's like some bugs that live with him too. But <laughs> basically, so the first 10 minutes of the movie, that's all you see is this little robot going around cleaning up, making things, making trash into piles. And then all of a sudden, out, like basically out of nowhere, this huge rocket ship like comes down from the space from the sky, and like, while he's like, wall. <laughs> he probably said it somehow just like that, actually. But, um, and then he kind of, long story short, he kind of like sneaks onto the, onto the spaceship, and then the spaceship takes off, 
And then Wally's like, like, whoa, something big is happening here. And so then what happens is the spaceship goes up into this other like giant space universe, basically, where there's all these humans, and these humans are like in this whole large spacecraft area inside this huge indoor world, but all the humans are like 400 pounds, so they're like really big, right? And they're like eating pizza, drinking these like giant sodas that are bigger than their heads. Um, and they're like in these, they're in these recliner chairs that are like hover chairs. And so that's how they live their lives. And they also have this like um, computer screen in front of them. They can like watch movies, watch TV, call their friends on, um, like right in, front of, right in front of them. And like that's all, that's all they know. And like, so like they have, they don't have any jobs or responsibilities, but they just have this like infinity and entertainment right in front of them. And they're like, get to eat whatever they want, they get to do whatever they want, like all at the touch of their fingertips on this hologram TV screen. And like, doesn't that sound awesome? Does that sound like super fun to anyone else? No? No one else? I mean, I think that'd be pretty fun. Like, <laughs> all right, well, maybe you, guys, maybe you guys don't think that's fun, but I think that'd be, pretty, that'd be a pretty sick way to live your life, right? Like, no responsibilities, no, no job, you're just like eating pizza all you want. Um, yeah, so I think that'd be pretty fun. But um, there's, there's like, the thing is with these humans, like they live this way because that's what they've always known, and like that's what's all around them. They have grown up this way. Uh, they haven't ever known any different, so they think it's normal to live like this. Um, and then there's one clip of a guy who like falls off of his hover chair, and then he can't get up because he weighs so much, and like he, he literally can't like he's never walked before, so he doesn't know like how to function outside of his wheelchair or his hover chair. And so, like, these robots in the facility have to, like, come and, like, put him back on his hover chair. And then he turns his hologram uh, computer screen back on again, and everything's great. And so, um, and then at one point, and so Wally, Wally, remember the Wally little robot? He's in this universe, too. And so at one point, he, like, turns off a woman's hologram TV screen, and she's, like, shocked. Like, she's, like, like whoa, like, what just happened? Like, my world just got flipped upside down. <laughs> and so, like, she is initially, like, like, whoa, what just happened? And then she like looks out over this whole area that she had never even before thought about. And like there's this whole pool. And she literally, she, she literally says, like, I didn't know we had a pool. Like she's so blown away by what was all around her that she couldn't see before because she was just focused on her hologram computer before that. And like, you know, sometimes like I think you and I can be a lot like that woman who had never like seen anything like that before. Like, while preparing this message, I read that the average teenager spends eight to 10 hours per day on screens. Eight to 10 hours per day watching something, scrolling social media, like taking some sort of content in, like through a screen. And also at the same time, like levels of depression and anxiety are like through the roof in our current day and age. And I think those are in a way like directly related. I think the more time that we like spend on screens like Instagram, YouTube, um, watching TV, like those things, the more we become like depressed or anxious because we're longing for something more. We just like want something more out of life. And like those things that we look at, um, like we, we either want our lives to be different or we wish we were different, or maybe we're using it as a coping mechanism just to like feel good about ourselves. Or sometimes just like scrolling for the sake of scrolling, because there's like nothing else to do. Can anyone like relate with that at all? Does anyone kind of like feel that in their deep spirit? So why, why is it so easy for this to happen? Well, there are these things in your brain called neural pathways, neural pathways. 
And I know it's Sunday, but I'm going to give you guys a little science lesson today. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you like science, then hey, awesome. So these little things called neural pathways. Neural pathways are passages in your brain that are created based on your behaviors and habits. So when you do, when you do things, um, and when you do things like repeatedly, your brain, things in your brain will say like, hey, like I heard that, let's do that again. And let's, and let's make it easier to do that again. And so the more you do things, the more it'll actually become easier for you to do those things in the future. And your brain will recognize it and let you do it a lot quicker. Or not quicker, but a lot easier. So to give you like a little bit more of a perspective, like think of your brain as like a, a map of Cincinnati, like a road map of Cincinnati, okay? So there's, you have your roadmap to Cincinnati, and your thoughts are like cars driving on the roads. And so there's like thousands, I don't know how many roads there are in Cincinnati, but there's like thousands at least, I would imagine. And so there's some smaller like back roads, there's some bigger like highways that are really, tra really traveled on a lot, and some in between. And some of the roads, like the highways especially, are like well traveled. So like these are our established ways of thinking, ways of feeling, things that we do. And so every time, every time we think in a certain way, every time we feel a certain emotion, or every time we act some sort of way, um, or like do something fairly normal to us, we like drive on those roads, right? And like the more we drive on them, the more it becomes easier for our brain to use that certain pathway in our, in our brain. So, but here's the thing, if we start thinking about something new, then, or feeling a new emotion, doing something new and different, then we start making a new road. And, we, the more we use that road, the more it becomes easier and easier for us to use it again. Like it's, like it's getting more used, and so it, like we, we end up stopping using the old road and using this new road a lot more often. So like when we spend eight to 10 hours a day either scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, we are, like we're telling our brains, like, hey, this is, what, this is what is important to me. This is what I need, and this is what I value and what I need to live, to live my life. And like, how many of you know that it's not true that you need Instagram, TikTok to live life, right? It's just not true. Like, but like, it's so easy sometimes to subconsciously think like, oh, this is what I need to survive. Like, this is what I, this is what I really need right now. Like, because we've like traveled that road so, so often, right? Like earlier this week, I was wanting to spend less time on Instagram because I had noticed like, I'm scrolling through Instagram a lot. It's taking up a lot of my time. You know, and so I was wanting to spend less time on it. So I moved the app on my phone from, so normally I have it like in my folder down here, like in the bottom left, and I moved it from there to like, um, like page five on my, on my app. So I was like scrolling through it. So when I would go to, I was gonna show you. So like it's normally down here in my apps right here, but I moved it to all the way over here on page five just so that like, I would not go to it as easily. And so like, literally earlier today, I pulled out my phone and just like, opened the folder where it would normally be, and I'm like, oh, I just like, went to open Instagram without even thinking about it. You know? And so like, my brain just like, remembered that I did that before, and was like, hey, let's do that again. So that's an example of how like, I, my brain has been like, taking me, or my brain has been like, realizing that road that I am traveling now, and it's like, hey, do that again. But on a brighter note, this means that like, we can actually rewire our brain to think in better ways too. And we can, we can choose what we focus on, we can choose what we pay attention to, and we can tell our brain to go down a different neural pathway. So like, if you're not satisfied with how you're thinking or acting or feeling, you have the power and ability to change the way you think. 
And, you know, Jesus actually was talking about this, like, way before we even thought about it or way before we even realized what, what they were. So if you have your Bibles, um, open with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 through 23. It'll be on the screens behind us, too. But Matthew 6, verse 22 through 23, this is part of the Sermon, of the, Sermon on the Mount, one of Jesus' most famous um, teachings. So it says, Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. I just love that phrase, when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. Like, how many of you guys want to be filled with light? Right? Like, heck yeah, that's what I want to be. Like, I want to be, I want to be so filled with light that, like, whenever a negative thought even enters my head, I'm like, no, I'm filled with light. Like, that's not who I am. Right? Like, yeah, or every time I get, like, tempted to sin, I'm like, no, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm filled with light. I'm filled with the light of Christ. Like, how many of you know that that's actually possible for you, to live full of light and full of, full, yeah, whole body filled with light, and, like, that's actually possible for you guys to live in. Like, Jesus didn't die and rise from the dead so that you could live in just, like, a little bit of light or, like, a little bit of freedom. Like, he died for you to live fully in freedom and fully in light, walking in this. And so that's kind of what we're, like, talking about a little bit throughout this whole series is, like, how can we fully live in, like, the light and the freedom that God has paid for us to, to walk in. So, so like, what, what you take in is important, guys. Like, what you spend time watching, what you spend time listening to, what you spend time thinking about, these are all, like, these all matter. And there's multiple categories where they can all be affected that we'll talk about in the next few weeks. So, like, physically, mentally, spiritually. You know, going back to the humans and Wally, right? Like, if you spend all your days in bed watching movies, that will affect your body's ability to move. And, like, you won't be very athletic. Your body will maybe not want to get out of bed in the mornings. And you won't be... Your, your body will become used to not being utilized as much as it could be. Like, on the flip side of that, if you were to go to, go to the gym seven days a week, if you were to do a nightly 5K light, light jog every night, if you were to eat protein shakes and organic bananas and organic GMO-free, sugar-free, happiness-free kale chips you're probably going to get in really good shape, right? <laughs> like, because you are what you eat, in a sense, and you are what you do. Like, you've probably heard that before, right? But, like, there's a lot of truth to it. And, like, what you eat directly affects how you look and sometimes act, too. On a, like, mentally, if you're constantly thinking about negative outcomes, you're probably, you might be, like, feel sad and hopeless a lot. But if you're always, like, looking for the positives in life, then you're probably going to be a little bit more happy. Or if you're often like overthinking and running every single scenario through your head, like you might not experience a ton of peace in some areas of your life. But if you choose to make, like, make a decision quickly, you might have more peace and joy come from that. And there's other examples here too. But, um, like, and spiritually, if you're prioritizing connecting with Jesus and spending time with him, then you're, you're, like, you're gonna feel refreshed. But if you're not, then like, you might feel either far from God or like he's, not, like he's forgotten about you. Or, if, like, if you spend multiple hours a day, like, being with Jesus, prioritizing time with him, like, I guarantee you that you're going to feel more full of light and more full of joy and fulfillment. Yeah. And then, like, relationally, 
We'll touch on this one in a few weeks too. Like relationally, if you intentionally spend time with people who love you, people, your friends, your family, um, people, people here in your, in your fam groups, like if you intentionally spend time with these people who love you, like your spirit will be encouraged because we're meant to be, we're designed to be in human, in healthy community with people. But if you like shy away and don't ever talk with anyone um, for extended periods of time, then you don't do anything socially. You might, you might be more depressed or anxious or lonely, you know. And like, on the other hand, if you surround yourself with toxic people or people who don't bring out the best in you, you might be, feel trapped or not valued for or cared for as you want to be. So as I'm talking about this, like maybe you're thinking about something that you've been taking in or something that you've let into your life that you want to change or that you know you should change. Maybe it's related to screen time, like I said before. Maybe it's related to thought patterns. Maybe it's something in your relationship with God or something in your relationship with a friend. I just want to take just a moment and like recognize that thing, whatever it may be. So, like, if you aren't, just like think about think about that for a minute. And if you aren't sure what that is for you, then just ask God, and maybe He'll reveal it to you. And just like let's all just close our eyes for a minute and just think about that one thing. <laughs> Now that you have that one thing in your mind, you can keep your eyes closed. But like, what would it look like if, like, can you imagine what your life would look like if you were to change that thing and all the fruit that would come from that? Like, I believe that like if we actually change, change those change those things about us, we can live in so much more freedom and so much more light. We can live so much more full of light, and like, live free from the consequences that that has brought into your life, and come out of your life. And that's literally possible through your relationship with Jesus. So you, you can open your eyes now. For me, one of my one of my favorite not favorite one of my biggest struggles over the past couple of years has been comparison. How often and how easy it is for me to compare myself with other people, whether it's like my friends who I'm like super close with, or just random people I see on Instagram, people I've never met before. Like it's so I find it so easy for me to just compare my life with other people's when I'm like scrolling through Instagram, and. Like, looking back, I can tell that I struggled so much with that because I was on Instagram and Facebook so much. And I've learned that I need to be careful when I am scrolling on Facebook, when I am scrolling through Instagram. Like, I need to be careful to, to see, like, where my heart is, to make sure my heart is in a good place. Because, like, if my heart is in a good place and I'm scrolling Instagram and Facebook, I can, like, I can see my friends, what they're up to, what they're doing, and I can, like, celebrate their life achievements with them. I can, like, see... I can honor them. I can like be glad for them, be happy for them, you know, which is what we should do with our friends. But if I'm if my heart is not in a good place and I'm scrolling Instagram, like I can look at their, I can look at their lives and be like, "Oh, I want to be I want to have as good of a life as that." Or like, "I want my life to look like theirs." And I can like start to like I can start to just like sit in that negative comparison of like like, "Wow, like my life sucks compared to theirs." You know? And I think something like super crucial about this is that like the enemy loves to tell us lies about who we are, and especially through that, like he loves to feed us lies about our identity, 
especially like when it comes to Instagram, when it comes to, at least in my personal experience, like negative comparison. Like I'll be on, I'll be scrolling on Instagram and I'll see someone who I know, they'll be like, they'll like have shared their something, something super personal and super like awesome that they're going through. And I'm like, oh, and I'll like hear this, I'll hear this, this word like, like you're not as cool as that guy. Or maybe it's like, you're not, you're not as popular as that girl. Or like, like how could people, how could people love you? Like God doesn't, like even, God doesn't even love you. Like what are you even doing with your life? Like you're worthless. Like these are all lies that the enemy is speaking to us and that we need to realize is the enemy and is not God's truth. Because God's not ever going to say these things about us. And so like these are all lies that we hear or that I, I've heard before, you know. And maybe, maybe you've heard them too. But I think it's like so important to recognize that they are in fact lies and recognize that like we are letting them, or at least I in this situation was letting them into my life because I was focusing um, so much of my time and attention on Instagram. And like I was focusing on that and so the, it allowed the enemy to lie to me easier because I wasn't like spending time with Jesus in that aspect. And so like it's easy, it's for easy, so easy to like when we're focusing our attention on these worldly things, it's so easy to lose sight of the eternal things that we really need. In John 10, verse 10, Jesus says that the thief, I think we have a verse, yeah, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I love this verse. Because it talks about like, like the enemy's game plan in life versus Jesus' game plan. And like living life abundantly. Like what does it mean to live life abundantly? It means to live like in that fullness, that fullness of light, that fullness of freedom. It means like knowing who you are, knowing that Jesus lives inside of you. It means knowing that you belong to him and that nothing on this earth can take you down. Nothing in this earth will satisfy you besides Jesus. Like living life abundantly means being so secure of who God has made you to be that you don't need to look anywhere else or you don't need to take anything else in because you're rooted and grounded in his amazing love for you. Like, can you imagine a world where you don't feel at all sad or anxious or depressed? Like, that's what living abundantly means. That's what living abundantly is. And that's possible for you in your relationship with Jesus, because just by you resting in him, receiving from him, and choosing what does and doesn't influence your life. And my last Bible verse is Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I think the core root of like, all of this is our hearts. Like, everything we do flows from our hearts. Our deepest needs, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. God designed you to need him in your heart, yet it's so easy to fill that desire in our heart with other things, with other worldly things. But like, when we truly know who we are, and who God is, and we actively seek him first before everything else, we can be more intentional about what we choose to let into our lives. So like, what does it look like practically to live abundantly and to guard our hearts? I want to give us, I want to give us all like, some practical ways to live life abundantly and guard our hearts. So like, step number one is like, take a moment and just like, pause and think about what you want to change in your life. We kind of did this a little bit earlier, but like, think about that thing that you were thinking of that you want to change in your life. And just like notice that, like take, take inventory of your life currently and you're like, hey, I've been focusing too much of my attention on this. And like maybe I should focus more of my attention on this instead. 
So that's step one, is take a moment. And also with that, like, don't try to change everything all at once. I know like, sometimes it can be easy for me to like, be like, oh, I've messed up in like, so many of these areas, and like, how do I change everything all at once? But like, you don't have to change everything all at once. This can be like a process that we can all grow in together. So step two is envision. Like, think of what life could look like after you change that thing. Think of all the things that you, all the ways you could live in more freedom and, and you could live in more light after you change that. Number three is make a plan. Decide, after you've decided what you want to change and how you want to go about doing that. So like example for me, like, or like, yeah, example like for me, like maybe I go off Instagram for a month. Like, full honesty, I, I tried to go off Instagram for like a week, like a few weeks ago, and like I kind of failed, I kind of didn't do it very well. But like, I went off for a few days here and there. But like going off Instagram for, for a few days, or even just a day, you know? And just like seeing how that affects your, your, the rest of your week. Or like maybe it's changing how you eat. Maybe it's changing who you hang out with. Maybe it's actively prioritizing and spending more time with God, spending more time in worship, spending more time reading the Bible, spending more time talking with Him. And then the last step, fourth step, is just relationship. Like this, this stuff is all possible for you through your relationship with God. Like, just spend time, spend time with him, spend time abiding in him, spend time in his presence, spend time worshiping him, reading his Bible. Like, just rest, rest in his love and just let him love you. Like, just sit in his love, whether it's like uh, just for a few minutes in the morning, a few minutes at night, just like sit there in peace and silence and like say, Jesus, like, show me your love. Just, I just let you, let you love me this evening. And like as you do these things, he'll, he will grow you and you'll start to live more abundantly than you knew was even possible.